Welcome to Texas Franchise Radio, where your hosts, Josh Cherry and Robbie Marlowe, bring you all things franchising in the Texas market. Franchising is one of three growth strategies businesses can use to expand and capture market share. Effective when done right. But there's a lot to this dynamic business model. Learn from others in the industry as we bring on all levels of franchise operators and experts. Texas Franchise Radio. You ready? Let's go. Uh, Robbie and Josh going live and it's time to hit the road. You were tuned in to Texas Franchise Radio. Oh, you're in the business. Well, this is what you need. Repping Texas, they professionals up in the industry. What we talking about? We talking business models, investing franchises. We going full throttle. Learn about the industry. I know you got the questions. We're trying to help you grow and take it to the next level. Straight up. Franchise operators and the experts. It's time to tune in and expand your network. So let's see how it's all done and how it's operated in the local Texas market. Time to get us educated. Robbie and Josh going live. Time to hit the road. You tune in to Texas Franchise Radio. Get your business popping. Yeah, they came to let you know. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Texas Texas Franchise Franchise Radio. Got some good friends here with me today. Everybody knows my esteemed co-host, Robbie Marlowe. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Robbie Marlowe, for everybody that doesn't know, just completed a 70.3 Ironman out in Waco, Texas. Yeah, uh, Sunday. So it was, it, was, uh, it was fun. Yeah. If you're ever looking to torture yourself for, <laughs> I mean, so it shouldn't take you seven hours like it took me, but if you want to torture yourself hey, for seven so hours. Hey, and we, and we got my man, my man Dick over here, our producer. He, we've, we're in a... We're in a uh, temporary studio this week while he's making some awesome renovations in the normal studio so we had to climb four flights of stairs and robbie made it look easy we took the elevator yeah i'm not gonna lie so robbie tell us tell us about the iron man real quick we got you got a 56 mile swim a 13.1 mile run and i remember six months ago asking you about doing a race or something you're like dude i could never run three miles but you just did 70.3 miles tell us a little bit about it yeah no it was uh it was interesting started off uh, it was kind of a goal this quarter uh, you know um uh, kind of push myself a little bit. I did start off with training in the end of July or June, um, and I couldn't run a mile. So it's, it's pretty amazing on what you can do when you put your mind to it in that little short frame. Uh, but um, if you know anybody that's ever racing or going to do a race, I, uh, I'm let you know, go out there and cheer them on because about mile 35, there was these four nut jobs out there hollering my name, and it was Josh, Kristen, it was my mother-in-law and father-in-law cheering me on, and it kind of gave me the energy I needed. My knee was hurting. I was going down. I was out there by myself, getting passed by everybody, and uh, they were cheering me on, and it kind of helped me out. And then by 40, uh, my wife and my two kids and one of my nephews were out there cheering me on. So um, you don't realize how much that means when uh, they're out there uh, pounding the pavement and, and somebody's cheering them on. So. That's, yeah, that's a long way. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats, man. We're all super proud of you. Uh, everybody that's tuning in on Facebook Live, hello. We've got uh, my sister and my number one fan out of Orlando, Florida, Shiley. Shiley, welcome to the show. Rustin Granary, what's up, man? Kyle Pickard, Mike Ivey, Courtney Siegel, Cassie Marlowe. How's everybody doing today? Uh, we've got a fun show for you today. We're going to talk a lot about insurance. Uh, as Doug was just telling us before the show started, a lot of times insurance is looked at as a non-revenue producing sport, but how important is it? It's incredibly important. Uh, and I'm, I'm very lucky and glad to have Heath and Doug on the show today. Uh, over 30 years of insurance experience with Doug, tons of franchise experience. You guys are kind of, uh, you guys are kind of legends out in the franchise world. So well, that's... We're, we're, um... 
we're in, we enjoy franchising. We think it's a great business model, and uh, we, we play a piece of the game in insurance that's uh, a necessary evil, and uh, we enjoy our position. We're, we're having a good time. We get to meet a lot of folks, and uh, the, the, the core business, the franchise model, we like. We yeah. think that's a great way to do business. And it's interesting. There's so many different franchises out there. You know, you walk down the street, you see restaurants, auto mechanics, fitness shops. It's anything under the sun is almost franchise. So we don't just get to see one business every day. We get to see different types of businesses, talking to the owners and see how they operate, which is an exciting thing, how they got into the business, how things are going for them, what they enjoy. You just see different things going on every day. And you guys don't just sit on the bench and watch. You guys have played in the franchise industry before. Yes, we, uh, Doug, yeah. you did some area development stuff with Tilted Kilt. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, we um, uh, Tilted Kilt was a brand that started uh, well, probably 11, 12 years ago and uh, got involved with that brand as an area developer in Texas and worked our way up the East Coast and then uh, kind of divested ourselves out of the, um, the bar. It's a bar business, and um, it was kind of tough to be – in the bar business at the same time being the insurance business. You hate to tell your clients <laughs> to run by and that you, somebody that you've dealt with on an insurance claim and say, hey, go buy my bar and uh, <laughs> have a beer. That's, uh, I thought I was on the wrong side of the world. So okay. uh, we got we divested ourselves out of the Tilted Kilt business and we moved into the restaurant business, which is probably the hardest business in the world. Ooh, tough. But um, yeah. we, it was a good learning experience, good good way to learn about FCDs, <coughs> franchise disclosure documents. Um, yeah, and Heath, you came in at this time and decided you wanted to take your shot, put your hat in the yeah. ring at running a restaurant. Tell us about that. For some reason, I decided <laughs> owning a restaurant was going to be a great idea. <laughs> I mean, really, I like to eat. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Um, and then you just get your food there. But it was a it was a learning challenge. I got to be on the front lines of the franchising world as a franchisee, as an owner operator. Um, I opened a Boneheads as a grilled fish, uh, grilled seafood place with. Uh, and I did that about January 2014 is when I opened. Uh, about two and a half years into that, decided to move on to this insurance deal with my father and the rest of our family. And instead of being on the operator side, I can sit back and go enjoy my food now <laughs> and just be able to protect the owners and their assets that they have. Cool. Well, I'm excited to have you guys on the show because I know uh, not everybody that's watching knows how well-connected you guys are in the franchise industry. We had Kit Vincent on last month. You guys know Kit. Uh, he's the one who wrote that rap for Yeah, that's us. the same. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kit for giving us the rap for Texas Franchise Radio. Thanks for making that. He did not. <laughs> uh, but, Doug, you've been good friends with a lot of iconic people in the franchise industry, Gordon Logan being one of them out of Sport Clips. We're going to get into that whole story after we come back from the show. Uh, but just talking general franchising, let's, or, I'm sorry, just general insurance industry, Let's talk about that for a minute. So, you know, every every company or everything you do, period, personal, home, commercial, there's so many different things. The insurance industry is huge. You know, I'm just looking at some of the numbers some of the top producing ones do. And when they rank these out, they rank them in billions, not yeah. millions, in assets covered. Uh, you guys have got to see the insurance agency or the insurance industry for a long time. Tell, like, what's the state of the insurance industry right now? How's it looking? How's the next ten years look? I think um, we like the insurance business. It's um, it's uh, a neat product that you um, that we get to deliver to customers. We're an independent insurance agency. We're located in Bryan College Station and in, in outside of Austin in Georgetown, Texas. And uh, we, we um, 
we <laughs> God's country. Yeah. <laughs> we we we, uh, we like that college station area. But um, we're we're an independent. We we go out. We represent insurance companies like uh, Travelers or Hartford or State Auto, and and we're an independent um, insurance agency. Uh, the the other kind of insurance that you can run into is people that are direct riders, a nationwide, a farmers, a state a state farm. Those are going to sell one product, one type of risk, or, or that they're looking for. Where where we go out and we develop the needs that a customer has, and we turn around and we go shop that to insurance companies. Sometimes we go to Travers. Sometimes we might be at Hartford. Sometimes we might be at Great American. So we are going to find the company that fits the customer's needs. It's going to depend on what we sit down with the owner and say, well, okay, this is your business. And then we go match that with a carrier that likes that type of business, whether it's a restaurant. Some carriers do restaurants. Some carriers don't do burger restaurants. And that's it. They do every other restaurant but a hamburger place. It, we just kind of go match what the business owner needs with the carrier that does the best job with the coverage and service if, because claims happen every day. You know, you're driving your car, you, you have auto, there's wrecks all the time, whether it's your commercial auto for your business. You know, we want to be able to put you with a carrier that's going to respond appropriately to get you back going instead of having to sit on the sidelines waiting for that vehicle to be fixed and you're losing your business income from that. So the insurance industry in general is, is pretty interesting to me. Like it's, uh, to me, it seems a lot like it mirrors, like maybe even like, as far as how do you scale it, maybe like insurance or uh, financial advising. Cause it seems like it, like Edward Jones, like Edward Jones and those types, they have a hard time franchising. They're mostly, they have a corporate structure model. Maybe they give mm -hmm. some percentage equity buy-in. I mean, just, and you guys talked about how well-connected you are with franchising. You've been in franchising. Doug, I know you said you believe in the franchise model itself. To me, there's nothing more American than franchising. Mm -hmm. We uh, we had one of our investors in town yesterday out of uh, Paradigm Investment Group, uh, our partners on the West Coast. He spent the day with us yesterday, and he was talking about Blaze versus Mod Pizza. Mm -hmm. And he was just talking about how Blaze came out of the gate franchising, but Mod at first wanted to keep them corporate you know just because they were doing fine but then they started to realize they were losing the market share race against these other pizza companies yeah. and there's just no better way to capture market share and get that competitive advantage by going franchising right i know we the four of us here at this table believe in that but when i look at this list of the top 10 insurance companies we were, i was asking doug and heath before the show started like which one of these are franchise None of them. None of them. And we have, we have our good friend, uh, Gordy Bunch, down in Woodlands, who started the Woodlands Financial oh, yeah. Group. And he's, he's done a good job scaling that up to about 240 units. But still, it's not really a franchise model. So yeah, that's what's keeping... Yeah, kind of a hybrid deal. We, uh, there, there are franchise operations that, that operate in the personal lines world, like homeowners and automobile insurance. What are some of those, Doug? Um, Do you know some of well, them? Well, off the top of my head, I've seen Brightway. I've seen Goosehead. Goosehead okay. I've seen Pronto. But... Typically, those franchise operations, their product that they're providing to the public is a homeowners and automobile-based <coughs> product. Where we can do homeowners and automobile insurance with the companies that we represent, but the, the revenue streams seem to be bigger on the commercial line side. And, and quite frankly, in the commercial lines world, we're not seeing very much franchise activity where... Um, a business, let's just use ours for instance, we could go out and provide our markets to a franchisee, uh, maybe possibly in California, 
and we could pick up franchise brands out there and do the the program insurance group world. We'll call it Pig from now on because nobody ever wants to say program insurance group. <laughs> so um, we we'll, we 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 are on the verge of the cusp of putting possibly together a franchise operation to franchise our business. There it is, Heath. And our, our, <laughs> our business is focused on small commercial, that was small brands. Okay. Uh, and not, not small brands, but large brands. We have some customers that have 2,000, 3,000 yeah. locations. And, um, so what is it? Is it, is it regulation, or why, are, well, we, why are we not seeing insurance scale through franchising up to date? Well, I, well, quite frankly, we don't know why okay. it has happened. It's like, I was open eyes like I believe in the franchise business. I believe yeah. in small commercial insurance business. Yeah. I ought to figure out a way to, to put these out there on the street in the country, across the country. You do have licensing issues, so mm-hmm. every, every state, state. I got it's you. The same with franchise. Same in real estate too, yeah. though. Yeah, real estate's overcoming. I mean, you got Remax, and, and you know they've done the Remax franchise itself has gained market share. Yeah. I'm wondering why there's not a dominant yeah. franchise player in insurance. Yeah, they're they're well. On the um, personal side, there is. Okay. Uh, with the two of them that you hear all the time, Brightway and Goosehead are the two. Okay. Yeah. Um, mainly, those are home and auto. Mainly, yeah. I think probably the core problem is risk. I mean, the insurance company entrusts us with their assets to go find good customers for the insurance company. We're, we're their front on the street. And they trust me or they trust Heath. They they get a little bit nervous when I'm ha- handing those keys off to somebody else in California that they're putting risk on the books that might not have the risk characteristics that that insurance company wants. That makes sense. So it's not as much control. Not yeah. as much What's control. What's being written or the business that are being insured. So you you have you have quite frankly a fear factor where the okay. insurance company say, well we trust you, we like your operation, and we give you the pin to be able to go out and cover people, and. But beyond that, we want to check out it. So we've got to overcome that fear factor. And, I got you. And, uh, that's just the way it's always been. And uh, having companies, there's a, there are a lot of insurance companies, but there's not that many. There's, yeah. You know, there's 25 to 30 commercial insurance carriers that all insurance agencies have some, some mishmash of those companies. Um, some people do special things, and you'll only see... Uh, a company like Midcontinent in construction or oil and gas, and they wouldn't write a Sport Clips or a Delta Life Fitness. That's complicated. Never be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. so what's going on? Just, yeah. Each carrier has a certain thing they write, and then it's if it's over like some of them are if it's over 50 employees, whether it's a restaurant, they write restaurants, but yeah. if it's a restaurant over 50 employees, no, they're out. Okay. Or so that each of them has their sweet spot. If you gain enough market share, could you? Because I think Woodlands Financial Group, they back the, the insurance no, I, themselves, right? Like, I, could you I, write your own insurance well, if sure. you gain enough um, share? There used to be a guy um, similar to Pronto um, that does uh, personal lines automobile insurance, and actually they're, they're their own carrier. Okay. Um, but typically enough. you've yeah. got so much risk. Uh, we're writing policies with millions and $2 million limits with a $5 million umbrella. Um, we, we'd hate to go home it's and tell our wife. Put that, up. No, yeah, and I've heard Gordy say that, I mean, something like Harvey came through, and that yes. was like 80% of their coverage district, yep. and it hurt them because they are, I think they write their own. I don't want to misspeak on the yeah, Williams Financial Group, but I think they do, and, and I think it hurt them pretty bad, though. I've heard him talk on like that. You're, uh, you're on the Gulf Coast hurricane. You're yeah. in California, the yeah. fires. I mean, I imagine you have to spread it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to. and that's the one thing carriers do like to spread it out. With What's appealing to them on the franchise side is, Oh, if yeah. they're riding a Delta Life Fitness or a Sport Clips, 
they're not just insuring sport clips in Houston, Texas. They got them all across the yeah. country. Yeah. So when a disaster does happen, spreading a risk, you're spreading, spreading a risk out across the country and not just centralized in one area. Well, uh, Russell Ganeri on the show, he said he's right on. He's liking what my man Doug's saying. Kyle said uh, Sacramento was selling burritos. Uh, and you, you guys know that from the movie The Founder, where he's creating oh, McDonald's. Yeah. And he asked him, he asked him, why did you never franchise yeah. this thing? And he's like, we tried. We had one. He's like, well, what happened? He's like, well, you know, Sacramento was selling burritos. Yeah. Doug, well, you've talked a lot about compliance and how that's why, why is that a tricky relationship with a franchise or a franchisee? Why is that hard to do? Well, it's it all starts with the agreement that the franchisor and the franchisee have entered into, and that's usually a franchise disclosure document. That document, unfortunately, can get awful wordy, like 300 pages of typical (laughs) franchise disclosure document. And and my advice to franchisees who are looking at a new system is you have to read the franchise disclosure document. Um, I've I've been party to to conversations where somebody said, well, I signed an FTD. Well, what did it say you had to do? Well, I actually didn't read it. <laughs> well, um, that's what attorneys make a living on. They, they, they focus on people who didn't read the FTD. Uh, no, quite frankly, our expertise in um, program insurance group or easy cert world we haven't talked about yet, but um, is that document because inside that document, the franchise disclosure document, that every brand has that they agree to all the conditions of the franchise business. Um, the background, the requirements, the litigation, uh, everything from 1 to 19, 1 to 20 topics are in the FTD. A couple of those topics have to do with insurance, and then it will spell out exactly in the FTD what the franchise E is required to carry throughout the life of the franchise business, the type of insurance he has to carry. It can be property insurance, it could be liability insurance, it can be workers' comp, it can be automobile, it could be liquor liability if you're a bar. Um, that, I mean, it can have one or two coverages and it can have seven or eight coverages in, in, the, in the agreement that the franchisee is required to carry. And, the, and, and on the franchisor's behalf, the franchisee has to name the franchisor as an additional named insured. So that language can get awful wordy, get awful detailed, and so when you're looking at an FDD, you know, I would run that by an insurance person and say, what is this going to cost me to buy these insurance policies? And the franchisor should have some outlets for you to visit with about insurance on people who have done that business in the past. Because mm-hmm. a restaurant and bar would be different than a... Yeah, the Delta Life Fitness would be different than a Sport Clips haircutting or different than a Regis haircutting. So everybody has their own attorney. They usually have some flair in their FTD. Yeah. And our job as, a, as an insurance agent for the franchisee is to cut that FTD out of there and give them a quote on what the coverages are required to run that business. Our job when we're working for the franchisor is to make sure that the franchisee has that coverage. Yeah. And this is a good question for you guys because you've been on both sides of the ball. You've been a franchisee. You've been in the franchise space. You've been a supplier in the International Franchise Association world, right, supplying insurance. Franchising is difficult. It's tricky. You want brand consistency. You want compliance. But the franchisor is constantly evolving. and try- We don't make it easy sometimes. The franchisor <laughs> makes it hard on the franchisee. And you were explaining a minute ago about how that's your customer, but you want them to comply. Why is that relationship? What, what is the dichotomy of that relationship? Why is that difficult? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's difficult in that the franchisee, who we're receiving a royalty from if we're the franchisor, has to provide us insurance. 
if something goes wrong in that formula, the customer insurance didn't renew on time, it didn't buy the right limits, something's wrong. In Anything, he didn't any, comply. He didn't, he's not in compliance. It's a very difficult phone conversation to have if you're the franchisor to call the franchisee, your customer that you're getting a royalty check from yeah. and say, oh, by the way, we don't have any evidence of your insurance. It's possibly out there. We just don't have any evidence. So the royalty check and the franch and the certificate of insurance are flowing to the franchisor. And the franchisor is awfully jealous and awfully protective of that relationship. So to have somebody like me hop in the middle of that saying, hey, Mr. Franchisee, you're out of compliance on your general liability. You didn't buy it. You didn't buy the right limits. You don't have the right name insured, whatever the problem is. The franchisor wants to control that conversation. And we respect that. And I think the franchisor should control that conversation. We don't want to beat the guy up because he didn't have his clients. We just want the right insurance. Yeah. Um, we just want to protect both sides. Yeah, we just yeah. want to make mm -hmm. sure they're buying what they need in case something does happen or if and when it does. And the franchisor on their end is protected as well. Everybody's got something on the line. And it's tricky. There to protect. Yeah. Tricky relationship. Yeah, franchisor, franchisee. It's, it's tough, tough to nail. When you, we're trying to protect the franchisor by the franchisee buying correct insurance. If, unfortunately, the franchisee happens to file bankruptcy or go out of business or close, it's a terrible situation, and we don't wish that on anybody. But if a claim happens and that franchisee is already gone, he's already filed bankruptcy, that claim is coming to the franchisor. And the, and that's a that's a risk exposure that the franchisor has to deal with. And it it's dealable. I mean it, it's it's fixable. So we just have to maintain compliance. And I've I've told brands in the past that don't have insurance compliance as a top of their list. And we we like it for it to be at everybody's top of the list. I understand we're not <laughs> top of the list, but somewhere in there we, we've, we've told these folks, you know, if you don't think insurance is important, why don't you take it out of the FDD? And every franchisor will go, oh, no, we can't take insurance out. <laughs> no, yeah. That's our lifeline. Okay, well, we're not going to take it out. We've got to monitor it. We've got to monitor that our franchisees are purchasing the coverage that we're asking them to purchase. Sounds good. Dick's looking at us. He's giving us the look. We've got to kick it over to a break. We'll be right back with Doug and Heath. Uh, Robbie and Josh going live and it's time to hit the road. You were tuned in to Texas Franchise Radio. Oh, you're in the business. Well, this is what you need. Repping Texas, they professionals up in the industry. What we talking about? We talking business models. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. 
Kids removed from their home because of abuse and neglect. And we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit casaspeaksforkids.com. That's casaspeaksforkids.com. And it's time to hit the road. You were tuned in to Texas Franchise Radio. Oh, you're in the business. All right, welcome back to Conroe, Texas. We're here at Texas Franchise Radio. We are in the temporary mixture. We're super nice and cozy today uh, while Dick is redoing the normal uh, Lone Star Community Radio uh, station for us. Our setup looks a little bit different than last time, though. <laughs> I, I, I can't lower the mic for some reason. I feel like I'm. Uh, We're. <laughs> If you're here with us on Texas Franchise Radio, we appreciate the support. If you're watching us live on Facebook, leave us questions. We'll get those answered. We've got our good friends Heath and Doug in here today, a lot of good franchise industry. They're dropping a lot of good knowledge about insurance and franchising. Robbie's talking about bicycling and running. Yeah, uh, yeah. My two favorite things, too. <laughs> but uh, here we go. So let's dig in a little bit on on you guys' story. So, Doug, let's just start with you. Uh, how did you get into the franchise industry? How did you meet Gordon? How did all those dots come together in the beginning? Well, I I was living in Georgetown, Texas, and uh, there was a gentleman named Gordon Logan there, and still is. And um, we were in the insurance business, and Gordon was in the haircutting business. And, and uh, I saw Sport Clips start from zero all the way up to, or I think they're around 1,880 locations now. Impressive. And, that is impressive. Uh, the, uh, Gordon's done a great <coughs> job. Um, we, we were in the insurance business in Georgetown. We acquired the state, uh, I mean, the Sport Clips auto account, Sport, Sport Clips business, and started working with Gordon. And, and where a company that we own named Easy Cert got born, was to, to satisfy the needs that, that Gordon Logan had at Sport Clips. And essentially what it was, was there's, they had five required insurance coverages. They had certificates coming in from all over the country, and it was a paperwork nightmare. It's hard so to track. I can't imagine. Hard, hard to track. He had, what, 1,000 units yeah, at the time? Yeah, about 1,000 units. This is 5,000 pieces of paper. Potentially, yeah. yeah. They come in randomly throughout the year. Yeah, everybody's yeah, everybody insurance is different <laughs> times, and you had they don't have to buy all the coverages from one guy. So if they were buying five different coverages yeah. from five different providers, five pieces of paper were coming in to Sport Clips corporate office. So you see this. And so you're I like, saw that. I said, well, we can read that certificate quicker and better and faster than your team can. And instead of you spending money to to verify the compliance around the country. Why don't we do that for you? And we realize that that's a business. Um, there, there are a couple other people in the country that do the same kind of business that we do. I think our tracking system is pretty good. It's very friendly to the franchise or franchisee world. And Proprietary? You guys yeah. built the tracking system? We, we, we have a partner out of College Station now called JB Knowledge. That, awesome. That wrote a program. Built a compliance program. That's they, awesome. They built the program. Awesome. We've amended it to, to fit the franchise world, and, yeah. and JB Knowledge is doing a great job for it's us. It's all cloud-based now. So That's great. So franchisor can get on and look. Yeah. Really, anytime they want. If they wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, I wonder how my store in California is doing. Do they have insurance? You can do that. Yeah. So we, we, we built a system to actually we put the FTD required coverages on one computer, and we put the provided coverage from the franchisee on the other computer, and every night they cross. So every, we... From that information, they're either red or green. Red meaning that they're out of compliance on some coverage or some named insured, and green meaning their coverage actually exactly matches what's required in the FTD. 
So we produce a non-compliance report on behalf of the franchisor. So he doesn't have to call the green ones. Those are all good. He only has to worry about red ones. And each franchisor has a different way to handle people that are out of compliance. Um, sometimes it's an email. Sometimes it's a phone call. You know, sometimes if you're out of compliance a month, they'll give you a month leeway. Um, sometimes they'll send a, a letter. So every brand has a different way to handle people out of non-compliance. All we're doing is giving them the tool to be able to deal with their non-compliant franchisees. And you guys have done it in a, in a friendly, non-threatening way where you're yeah. just reminding them, hey, you're out of compliance, let's get you back up to speed. And it's just a simple reminder of an email usually goes out says, hey, it's a great day in Delta Life Fitness World or a great day in Sport Clips World. Your insurance is coming up for renewal. Make sure to send a new certificate in or past due say hey it's 10 days over we just need a new certificate of insurance and it's really cool you guys have built a, a brilliant system i mean when i first yeah, heard about it the way you track it what we do and the how and we do that business really for a trade with the franchisor we're asking to be a preferred vendor in their system we don't want to be a mandatory vendor we don't like the word mandatory in mm -hmm. franchise world there are a few things that have to be mandatory in the franchise world sometimes design building designs have to be can't sell burritos so yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly yeah. you, you don't want change your core product yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you want to have everything look the but same we, we we want to give the franchisee an option on their insurance if they're trading locally they're a local provider that's the only store that they're providing that policy for if they're going to trade with program insurance group they know that we're working on behalf of the franchisor and we're out there shopping those coverages every day so the more people we get in the boat each year the better buying uh, possibilities that we show up with and essentially it works like that for every brand the first year we probably we probably go out we're going to be about their local market guy but as we gain market share and as we gain share of that brand all of a sudden we start having a million dollars worth of premium or two million dollars worth of premium uh, when I pick up the phone and we call an insurance company our attentions our attention gets taken care of pretty quick because we are moving so much business annually for that brand so, um, Robbie and I were talking on the way up here today. If you're a young entrepreneur or you're young in business, you really need to go back and just really take in what all Doug just said because it's really, we were talking on the way up here. Mm -hmm. Businessmen who do really good as they get older in life, we had Brian in town yesterday. Businessmen who do really good have a really unique way of not looking at the world through their eyes. They can step back and really look at it through the consumer. Yeah. A lot of people today want to start a business where it's just, all about them. You guys built this business where you solved two needs without worrying about pig or easy cert. You built two needs for other people, and in turn, that business gets filtered back to you. And that's the way you should do business. Yep. Yeah. And give I, it. I think it's a win-win-win situation. Exactly. The franchisor wins because he gets his compliance work done. Mm -hmm. It has to be done. It's a non-revenue. On that non-revenue. Save me employees. The franchisee wins because he gets an option to buy his insurance. And it feels good to know that you're in compliance. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and they understand that program insurance group sees that type of business every day. Yeah. And then no, we yeah. win because we got to go to work. So yeah. we got three people are winning. But you didn't just, table. what I like though is that you didn't just open an insurance company and expect to start writing premiums. No. You no. built solutions. <laughs> you built solutions for two people who had yeah. pain points and then in turn get we business. We go in and, you know, we know that it's going to take six, seven months before we really get started on the insurance yeah. side. So many people I mean, don't understand We that. want to mm -hmm. take the compliance is the main issue that we're after is getting that fixed, getting that all set up. And then we, you know, say, hey, we approach the insurance. Hey, by the way, your insurance is coming up for renewal. 
Would you like a quote? And the longer we are with a franchise, the more we understand the business. We're talking to the owners every other day. So we get to hear their story. Or the more we talk to the owners, we're understanding their business more and more. And we are shopping it around every time a new quote comes in yeah. from a business. We get to go to a care. Sometimes we might not find the best one that they want. But the more we get involved in the business and the owners, we're around finding a better carrier until we find the exact right carrier, depending on the states that they ride in. Some don't ride in every state, and then we have to face that challenge. But that's what we get to do. That's our fun job is we get the challenge of finding the right insurance for you where you're at. Yeah, when you're in California, you know, there's insurance companies that just don't operate company-wide. Countrywide, so we have to go to the market, and we got to find the right company for Delta Life Fitness in California or New York, or oh, yeah. Florida, and Texas. Everybody has different regional needs for insurance, and it's never, rarely, is it one insurance company is going to be the solve for every you know, one insurance company solves everybody's needs. Typically, we're going to have two or three different insurance companies, and somebody's going to be strong in one area of the country, and somebody's not going to be so strong in another area of the country. I think it's brilliant. Super proud of you guys. I think it's amazing how many people just want to go open a franchise or open a business. Mm-hmm. And they don't have anything that they're different. Everybody says, well, we, we care. Well, everybody says they care, right? <laughs> you, you, like, you, you could franchise this because you found a niche, you're serving a pain point, and you're patient. You're serving a pain yeah. point, and you're going to wait six months. There's too many business owners that aren't willing to do that. You guys have done a great job at it. Yeah, I think they should. everybody should rewind this whole section back and listen to playing the long game, being patient, and how to really set up a business for the long haul. I think you have done a great don't job Don't just that. be another blank. Don't be another, exactly. don't be another burger store. Don't be another insurance company. Nothing. we got to go to break. Rick's giving us the look. We're kicking over to break. We'll be right back with Doug Heath and my man Robbie. Let's go. Uh, Robbie and Josh going live and it's time to hit the road. You were tuned in to Texas Franchise Radio. Oh, you're in the business. Well, this is what you... Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936 Six four seven three seven seven six to take your first step into the radio world. Texas Franchise Radio. You ready? Let's go. 
Uh, Robbie and Josh going live, and it's time to hit. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Texans Franchise Radio, hanging out with my man Robbie. We got Heath and Doug in the studio with us today. We're about to get into everybody's favorite part of the show, Stump the Chump. We got Rob versus Heath. Heath, you can use a phone line. You can Google whatever you want. You can basically do whatever you want. Please don't let Robbie you know, win. I'm, uh, uh, I'm the reigning champion, so. <laughs> Robbie has not won yet. Well, but, he just did the, the Iron Man. I think he should win something. Please <laughs> doing that. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, he got a medal for that, though. So yeah, they don't, get, I did don't nice let me medal. down. Don't let me down, Heath. Don't let Robbie win. Stump the chump. Uh, we're going to figure that out. Hey, before we get there, I want to I just recap. Some of what we talked about, and this is going to be this is going to be important. We can even cut this one section out, and everybody needs to hear this. There's so many people in the world right now that entrepreneurship is cool right now. It, it, it's just trending. It's the trending topic right now. Being an entrepreneur is cool. Everybody wants to start a business, however, and they they come up with usually they're very inward looking. They look at what they want out of the world, right? And they create a business, and they expect to be able to build it, and they will come. We see it in fitness all the time. Yep. People think they can build an amazing fitness product that they like that's built for them, yeah. open it up on Main and Main, and, this, and people are just going to flood in. It just doesn't happen. You have, to, you, have to, you have to serve somebody. You have to know what you're going in for. You have to build a product that serves a pain mm-hmm. point. You have to know your customers and build it to them. And then you've got to build systems that execute. You guys could have been just another Me Too insurance company, but you found real pain points in the world, created an amazing tracking program for these. You're alleviating a I'm, as a franchisor, that's a huge pain point that you've alleviated for me. I no longer have to track certs; it's done. And in exchange, you get to get in front of people. And because of that, you know, I'm guessing that if you just created just another Me Too insurance company, you don't get some of these big brands that you get to no, support now. No. I mean, now you're writing for walk-ons, Amazing Lash, Sports Clips, uh, Nectar, Muya, Kitchen Solver, Senior Helpers, Tropical Cafe, Smoothie, Tilt and Kill, soon-to-be Delta Life Fitness, Brewster's, is Brewster's that right? Brewster's Ice Cream. Brewster's Ice Cream. Yeah. You guys, that's amazing. That's the American dream. But you built an insurance company that gets to serve brands like that and all those other brands and write the amount of insurance you're getting to write because you solved a pain point for somebody, and that's really cool. It is. It's exciting. Yeah, it's um, it's it's the expertise is in the FTD and the franchise business is really cool. It's a great medium to open a business. There are some rules and regulations in the franchise business. Our expertise is in that happens to be about insurance, and we solve that problem that franchisor has in com- having franchisees that are compliant with their FTD. That's so awesome. It's a it was it was a cool idea. Um, hey, if franchisors want to get connected and say, hey, I'd like you to track my search for free, how can they get a hold of you guys? Well, Easy Cert Management. We've got a website called easycertmanagement.com, and that's a good way to reach out to us. And we can program go from there. And... Group is, uh, you can get to both websites from the same place, which is uh, www.pig.com. P-I-G-B-C-S.com yeah. is the pig. All you got to do is just remember the animal pig. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty simple. Program Insurance Group, pig. Yeah. Well, we'll we've, bacon, thank you guys like so much. We've enjoyed having you on the show. Oh, uh, much, I mean, if I had to say how much better than Kit Vincent, probably 10 times <laughs> oh, better. Oh, yeah. That's I a, mean, easy. I slam mean, dunk. Kit out here. This show up here. I'm <laughs> yeah. We all like to give we, Kit a hard time. Like all right, kids. let's give the fans what they want. They want to see Stump the oh, Chump. Man. It's the favorite part of the show. Today is about celebrities and different franchises that they own. Just going to warn so, y'all, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, I got a bunch of useless knowledge up here <laughs> he in this does, brain. So. So. Uh, I have, like, Heath no and, celebrity knowledge. He's yeah. and Doug, y'all can conspire on your answers. You can okay. use Google. You can do whatever you got to do. Oh, yeah. uh, first one's a softball, right? So what large, Heath, the first one's for you. What oh, yeah. large city in Texas 
It's Texas Franchise Radio located right outside of. Oh, Houston. Houston, Texas, hey. my man. Gets, we, we just warm it. you up. I thought it was <laughs> Well, outside of the major oh. city. Conroe's a major city, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it was major, like the fastest growing city there. It's so, a lot of growth. Heath is on yeah. the board for one on something, Chump. There's eight questions. Oh. If it needs to go to a tiebreaker, we'll have a tiebreaker. Yeah. Rob, an, equal, an equally easy question, just a softball to get us started. Uh, what is the legislature group in the Netherlands called? I mean, we're in voting season right now. Oh my God. The legislative branch of government in the Netherlands. <laughs> what do they call that? <laughs> Congress. <laughs> No, man, the state's got, general. I mean, I would have let Doug get it, but no, I'm sure. I, I, uh, I would much rather do the Iron Man run than have to answer that question. Netherlands. I've never been there. Robbie, you were awarded zero points. Zero what is points. the answer? Uh, the state's general. Oh. The oh, yeah. state's I general. That, one. that was that was, yeah. that was an easy one. That All was right. Right. General yeah. election. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Heath, my man Peyton Manning. He was a quarterback for was a long time. He owns 31 franchise stores. Under a certain brand. Papa what? John. Oh, my man. He gets it. <laughs> he got that one. <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning owned, owned 31 uh, franchise shares. R- right before his NFL contract went out, I guess that's when he stopped doing the commercials, he uh, sold, sold his them. interest yeah. in the 31. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. It's amazing how many celebrities. I mean, you talk about how oh. good franchising is. I mean, franchising obviously yeah. got some good pull to it because you would be surprised at how many celebrities get into the franchise model and want to diversify their portfolio through franchising. It's pretty impressive. It's a good way to Uh, do it. Robbie, uh, another pretty easy one. Uh, Many people know that Shaquille O'Neal owns probably one of your favorite restaurants. You know which one it is, huh? Hmm. One of your favorite favorite burger places. Uh, five guys? Yeah, so everybody, that's not the question. Many many people know that Shaquille O'Neal owns five guys. But did you know that he owns 155 locations? That's pretty – 155 Five Guys. But outside of that – yeah, outside of that, he also owns a different restaurant franchise, and he owns 17 of these pretzel-producing franchises. What is the name of this pretzel-producing franchise that Shaq owns 17 of? Hmm. Aunt Nanny's? What what, was it? Aunt Nanny's? (laughs) I mean, it's Aunt Annie's. Man, I'd like to give you that, Rob, but I can't. <laughs> he got like half a point. Half a point. He at least got two. He's names, gonna make up some ground. He's gonna make up some ground later on. So. Seventeen. That, that's pretty Annie's. impressive. I got that. Come on. Yeah. So Shaq owns 155 wow. Five Guys. He owns 10 percent of the company's franchises. I did not he's know got that. A lot, he's got a lot of weight awesome. to move around five guys. I can't uh, see. I got my glasses off. I can't see. <laughs> Aunt Annie's would, Aunt be, the, Annie's, would okay. be the pretzel producing franchise. Aunt Nanny's. I don't even no, know. No, I said Aunt Nanny's. Aunt Nanny's. Aunt okay. Nanny's. <laughs> it's like half a point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, he's Heath. Aunt, right? Magic Johnson owns 31 burger restaurants. Mm. Which burger brand does Magic Johnson own 31 burger restaurants in? Oh. Doug, you can help us out. There's a lot of burger places. A lot of burger places. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of the more popular. Burger Probably. King? It, 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 that's what it is. More, more popular. Yeah. I, was, I was about to have to yeah. give it. I was going to say a direct a competitor to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> burger King. Hey, burger King. Yeah, so Magic Johnson owns 31 Burger King yeah, restaurants. I mean, it's, a, it's a good business. You to wonder be if they're in the real estate business that the hamburgers pay the real estate. I know. Founders movie. Yeah. That's what no. They'll be in real estate. And yeah. For sure. Uh, Robbie, I know you're a big Chris Brown fan, so I've got a Chris <laughs> Brown uh, question for you. 
Uh, Chris Brown also owns 14 Burger Restaurants. Which brand does your boy, Chris Brown, support? Oh, man. Well, since me and Chris Brown are boys, I should know this, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, man, 14... 14 Burger Restaurants. Mm. I have no idea. <laughs> you gotta guess Just one. guess the burger place. Man, there's so many of them. Uh, McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. It is also Burger King. Oh, oh, man. oh man. I was going to say Burger King. Five guys are probably off the board, so she's different. Yeah, one. that's what I, I, I thought that. So. Well, I knew you'd think that. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, I got to tell you, this is the most embarrassing it's, stuff to jump around I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm just going to recap the score real quick. Heath at three points. <laughs> Robbie at zero. Uh-oh. I'm hoping oh, he can man. turn it around. We'll see. Uh, Heath, another one of Robbie's favorite people, Kanye West. Uh, Kanye West owns 10 burger restaurants, and it's not Burger King. Uh, which one is it? Which brand does oh, Heath, man. or does uh, Kanye, Kanye West own 10 of? You know this one? Man, I, yeah. I guess I don't know my celebrity ownership. <laughs> I don't know my celebrity ownership either. Kanye West, 10 um, burger joints. Oh, heck, I don't even know. Trying to think of other burger places, just to now I'm just drawing a blank. Everyone keep talking about burgers all day. <laughs> I'm hungry. I know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> we gonna go eat a burger after yeah, this yeah. now. Uh, shoot, I don't know. I might just have to do a toss up and reveal the answer. No idea. Uh, no Robbie, idea. you got any ideas? Uh, we'll say uh, Burger Rim. <laughs> It is a fat burger. Fat burger. Fat burger. Okay. Fat burger. Kanye West owns a bunch of other stuff too, and so does Magic Johnson. By the way, Magic Johnson owns a bunch of different Starbucks. brands. Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like three different brands. I was surprised how many of these guys uh, own different stuff. All right, Robbie, over to you. Venus Williams. You may know her from the tennis courts. Mm-hmm. Venus Williams also owns six franchises of her own. Mm. Which brand does she support? It's not a burger franchise. It's not a burger franchise. So uh, any franchise really That's gave not, me, yeah. really zeroed in for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not burger. It should take a lot out. Uh, Maybe it's not a restaurant. Yeah, so, uh, what, I mean, what, what is it in? Yeah, just tell me the industry, I guess. Just pick an industry, and I'll, I'll give you a point. If you can even, you're losing so bad. If you can just tell me what industry. Fitness industry. No, it's uh, Smoothie Kings. Smoothies. Smoothies. I mean, Smoothie King, that's, you know, somewhat of a, I should have said That's health. 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 Still, yeah, industry. health industry. Still zero points. But that <laughs> health industry encompasses a lot of different franchises, too. Exactly. All right, Robbie, since you are a big Jimmy Buffett fan, let me just end with the tiebreaker since we clearly don't need it because we have a clear victor here today. Uh, do you know which uh, franchise Jimmy Buffett's most known for that he would be a part of? The most obvious one, he's got a song that goes along with yeah, it. Yeah, Margaritaville. Margaritaville. So that's the that's oh, more yeah, common one. But did you oh. know that Jimmy uh, Buffett also is a pretty big owner in a donut franchise? Do you know which donut franchise? In South Florida, by the way. He owns, he owns a pretty big region of these in South Florida. Jimmy mm. Buffett. The Krispy Kreme? It's Krispy Kreme. Mm. Robbie yeah. gets a point uh, for the yeah. tiebreaker. Hey. All right. Winner. By unanimous decision, three points to one charity point. My man, Heath. Well done, well done. Good job, Heath.
All right. Well, hey, is there anything left that we want to get in about Pig or Easy Cert or anything else? I appreciate you guys being big sports. I appreciate you beating the crap out of Robbie <laughs> yeah. on Stump the Chump. That always makes no, me we're happy. Glad to be, we're glad to be we here. Like well, we, we like Easy Cert. We like tracking. And we, if anybody would like to have their insurance tracked, we, uh, we've got a great system for that. So. Awesome. Uh, Robbie, am I missing anything this month that you need the people of Conroe and Texas to know about? No. What's the, what's the next race? So Ironman's done. Iron I, I, want, I want a public commitment to the next. I mean, oh, my man, man just came out and said he's franchising Pig, which Heath was like, we can't put that in the universe. He went big. He committed. He, he, committed. Said, he, did he commit. said we're franchising this thing. <laughs> okay. I, want, I want a commitment right now from Robbie Marlowe on what the next race is. Well, I know uh, we are in the community here in the Woodlands, so I guess the Woodlands Marathon. I know I've been talking about it. I know me and you've been talking about it. What's um, coming up what? In what, March? March, yeah. Yeah, I think I can commit to that. What is it, November? Hmm. I'll tell you what, I'll commit to it with you. Let's All do right. it. There, marathon. there you go. What's our goal we time going to be for the Woodlands Marathon? My goal is just to finish. Finish? It. Yeah, just yeah. to finish. finish. You've already done your finisher race. That's over with. Now you got to set a goal. <laughs> Five uh, hours? What is that uh, per mile? Six miles. Is it 26 miles? 26.2. The point two is what gets you. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that last point. 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what it was on the race, that last five miles of the bike, man. It was I think like, you can do uh, sub five. Okay. Is that what you're publicly committing to the people of <laughs> Texas on right now? Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't done the quick math yet, but I guess I can uh, say uh, five. Five hours. Yeah. All right. Y'all heard yeah, it. We heard Robbie's it. committing. Y'all yeah. going to come out and support him? He's a... Uh, mile about, about 19. I know you have to have some crazy guys out cheering there. Section. Yeah, cheering, cheering section. Cheering section. All right. And we already know what's next for Easy Cert in, Easy in Cert Pig. Pig. What about Texas A&M football? Where are we heading with that? I don't know. Hopefully we can We're get going it going. Auburn this weekend. Right. We need to win a couple of games. We've won a few in the past where we uh, Road team usually wins that series. So hopefully we can keep that one going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only thing that made Saturday okay is that Texas also lost. I don't know how yeah. you guys feel about that. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I know Robbie was pulling was, for Texas. It was good to see Texas be back in the top ten. It's been a while, so. It was good to see that. You know, they even uh, beat a couple of teams to get in the top ten, I think. Did they beat somebody? They beat They beat Oklahoma. They, they, yeah, they, they beat, beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma. They, they did play one game. I would have just stopped right there. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, hey, we're done for the rest of the season. We've already, we already beat Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dick. I think we're going to wrap it up. Well, uh, thanks, thanks again for coming on the show. Oh, man. Well, uh, thank y'all. Yeah, we'll thanks. see you next month on Texas Franchise Radio. Again, appreciate you guys coming oh, and hanging out with us. Need to have a Texas Radio uh, segment at the IFA and do it on the floor. Well, oh, we should do that. We'll do that'll be our uh oh, I don't know if we can do that. We'll have yeah. to see. Yeah, we'll do that. Well, that'll be our February show. Yeah. yeah that'd that'd be, be. That's coming out. You guys going to IFA with us this year? I think so. We'll, awesome. we'll probably be there. We usually go. So we uh, we it's enjoy. It's a good place it. to go meet people and hang out. Yeah. yeah. Just see what's going on in the franchise world. Yeah, and usually get a free dinner from Kit, so. Yeah. And, and, well, we've slammed him pretty hard on this show, <laughs> so we may have, <laughs> we may have all lost. Our invite might be gone, so. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you in Vegas at the International Franchise Association. We're looking forward to it. See you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Texas Franchise Radio, where we bring on all the local franchise experts. If you liked the show, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions you'd like answered live on the show, send them to at Texas Franchise Radio on Facebook. Till next time. Texas Franchise Radio. You ready? Let's go.
uh, Robbie and Josh going live and it's time to hit the road. You were tuned in to Texas Franchise Radio. Oh, get in the business. Well, this is what you need. Reppin' Texas, they professionals up in the industry. What we talking about? We talking business models, investing franchises. We going full throttle. Learn about the industry. I know you got the questions. We're trying to help you grow and take it to the next level. Straight up. Franchise operators and the experts. It's time to tune in and expand your network. 